We did have an amazing interview. I have to tell you, she sent me the questions late last night that she wanted to pursue. I was so impressed. The questions are really great. They were very thoughtful questions. They pointed to someone who is a thinker and someone who is reaching for, you know, the spiritual ground you and I have talked about and worked on. She comes out from that ground, the, the, the ground of self-inquiry. This is the perfect way to start your day, start your business, start your life, change your mentality, understand where your powerfulness comes from. She can help you get there. She gives great advice. She has so much wisdom, so much that you can learn from her. I feel more powerful, in control, and more creative after listening to Sabrina's podcast. I wish I were creating this podcast. Welcome to the Success with Sabrina podcast, sponsored by Time Strategic Consulting Group. Hear from successful businessmen and businesswomen and how they became successful sharing tips and techniques with you to foster change and build success with ease and flow, helping you overcome your toughest trials and biggest challenges to finally go for it and make money and create the epic life that you deserve. To get more information about our consulting, public speaking, and business success membership club, go to www.timestrategic.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Success with Sabrina podcast. I have the delightful Lubna Zaru here today. She is a multi-award winning strategic dynamo who is globally recognized for her extraordinary skill of being able to mentor entrepreneurs to gain clarity, focus, and momentum. Lubna regularly speaks on the importance of strategy, planning, and the science of happiness to increase their impact, influence, and income. Lubna is a genuine superstar in productivity and momentum, and it's an honor to have you here on the show today. Thank you so much, Lubna. Oh, wow. Now that is an introduction. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. I'm so excited to dive into some of the, th the things that we talk about with every guest speaker is what is your personal definition of success? What does success mean to you? Oh, success to me uh, means feeling fulfilled. So doing what I'm really good at and what I enjoy doing each and every day, because that is what success is for me. Yeah. And how did you come about to define this? How much time did you dedicate to know what success means to you? Well, honestly, it took me many, many, many years uh, because I was raised, uh, like most people, I believe, with the mantra, just work hard and you will achieve the success that you want. So that's exactly what I did for many, many years until uh, I got a glimpse into my future through one of my um, deputy directors of the job that I was at. Uh, because one day the director came in and basically told us that she was not going to come back in uh, many, many months because she was diagnosed with a burnout. Now, and this deputy director looked a lot like me, had the same passion, the same ethic, the same stamina, the same everything. I mean, we, we've worked a couple of nights 
very long days together. And, and that was really when it hit me, I thought, oh my God, if it could happen to her, then I can end up in a burnout because we look, we, we give the same energy to, to work. So I thought, and I don't know, I don't want that to happen to me. I just don't. And that spurred me onto a discovery journey of, I want to find out and discover as many ways as I can to still work smarter and achieve the ambitions and goals and success that I want, but not by working harder, not by going towards a burnout. And that meant first to define what success meant to me. Was it coming up the corporate ladder? No, I couldn't care less. As long as I was doing what I enjoy doing, what I'm really good at, I could care less about the titles. Mm -hmm. um, that's okay. how I started. How is the success looking like for you today? Oh, I get to wake up each and every day and choose what I want to spend my time on, whether it's at work and I enjoy my work really well. So I love, love, love doing it. It doesn't feel like work to me in any way, shape or form, um, but also the freedom. So, for example, when my nieces are here, I can choose to shut down the laptop and spend the day with them. So I can see them grow up and they can let they can get to know me more. So the freedom to be able to choose, okay, I'm going to drop this now. I'm going to spend time to something else uh, is what I absolutely enjoy doing. Yes, I love that, you know. And part of the people that we love to interview are people like yourself that are breaking the mold, that are doing something different, right? Um, so how do you actually uh, go against the mainstream? I think that what I see a lot of people do is keep trying to fill in the gaps on things that they're not good at or try to live up to expectations set by other people, whether they're friends, colleagues, managers, it doesn't matter. So they're living someone else's life. Yeah. And what I do and is very early on made the decision is I want to have fun while working. I want to enjoy what I do and that, and I want to work, play to my strengths. So not try to learn something that I'm not really good at. For one, it will take me many, many, many hours to get to a certain level, but I will never be great at it. So why even bother? There are a lot of people for whom it is strengths. So play to my strengths. Be very clear that there, that means that there are some things that I enjoy doing and that there are some things I will never do. Yes. Even when it was managers asking you to do something. I mean, I'm known as the person who said no quite a few times and got away with it. Now, Lubna is the queen of productivity. So I want to dive right into that. And I want to ask you, what have you done differently from the mainstream? And what have you done the same when it comes to productivity? Yeah. Well, first of all, productivity, uh, what a lot of people don't know is that you have productivity zones. So certain periods of time during the day when you are most productive and it is finding out when those times are, because if you get to work in those chunks of time, then you get more done and you free up other time. It is when we try to work against ourselves that it takes us about twice or three times as long as when we do. So one, find out what your productivity zone is and when you are. Now, for me, that's not in the morning. Mm -hmm. My most productive, productive time is between after lunch for about two hours and then again between 5 and 7 p.m. 
I do in those blocks of time, I do the same amount of work that takes another person eight hours. That's so crazy to hear that, Lugda, because most people are needing extra coffee right after lunch because they're just feeling that afternoon, you know, the it's just like this cloud, dark cloud that comes and you're like, oh gosh, if I can just make it through this day. But for you, it's the opposite. Huh? How did yeah. you come to find that out? You just started observing. Did you take notes? Did someone bring it up to your attention? How did you actually nail it down? Like this is yeah. the most productive time of my day. Yeah. Well, one is I've read a lot about personal development and a lot about performance and productivity. And in one of those books, and I can't remember which one exactly, um, I was introduced to the concept of when are you most productive? And I thought, really? There is a certain time. And one of the advices in that book was um, keep a journal for a couple of days. You only need about three or four days. Keep a journal of time chunks. What do you do in a 30-minute uh, time chunk? And how do you feel about it? And, and what, were you productive? And if you do that for a couple of days, you'll find out when the periods of time when you're working against yourself and when you are working uh, in flow in your productivity zone. So that's one way I discovered. The second concept I just mentioned is the concept of flow. So this, it's a chunk of time where you do not have any idea about time. You're completely consumed with what you're doing and you're doing a lot of work in the shortest amount of time. So it's tapping into your productivity zone as well as creating flow states, which you can create uh, as much as you can because then literally you go in, do the work, get out. Mm-hmm. You switch to another task or you switch to something else that you want to be doing at that day. I think that that's really important to find out. Yeah, I love what you're saying about the flow because I think that sometimes we don't even recognize that we're in the flow. But then we look back at our day and we're like, wow, time just... So time is a relative concept, right? Like it's not linear like most people think. And so time can be slowed down or it can be, you know, fastened, right? Depending on what you're doing and how much you're enjoying and really in the flow or not. Yeah, well... As long as you realize time is a man-made concept, we created time. It didn't exist until we created it. And um, it's about what you do in a certain time chunk that's important. It's not about a lot of time because the more time you give it a certain task, you're going to fill up the entire chunk of time. Mm -hmm. So it is about what do you do in that chunk of time? And are you playing to your strength? Are you in flow? Are you getting to that place where you can do as much as you can in a certain piece? Because then you can move on instead of trying to do something that will take you three times as long. Yeah. Now you speak a lot about the importance of strategy and planning and um, how can you plan and be strategic about being more productive? Oh, that's a very, very cool question. Well, one of the things that people say a lot about me is, you're always so busy. I even get people telling me, well, I didn't reach out to you because I thought she she might, she must be too busy to have time for me. And whenever something like, whenever someone says that to me, I said, well, I have time. I really still have chunks of time during my day where I have nothing, where I do nothing potentially. And I still sleep at least eight hours a day. So people are thinking, oh my God, she's got so much to do, I better not, which is the worst place to be as an entrepreneur when potential clients are thinking, oh, she's too busy, I better not not reach out. And I'm like, no. Uh, So what people see is 
I, when I have got a goal, so I'm very strategic. What do I need to do to achieve a certain goal? I'm very specific about that. Very clear about that. I, and when I know the goal, I translate that in actions to achieve. And with every action I ask, okay, what's the contribution to my goal? If I can't answer that question, it's not the right action. Yeah. And as soon as I've got that clear, then I can go in, do the work, get out. <laughs> Love that. Now, Lubna, these are challenging times that we're living in. Uh, what are the one of, some of the biggest challenges that you are facing in your business right now? Ooh, well, first of all, I don't see the, I love challenges. <laughs> so it doesn't worry me. I mean, give me a challenge and, and I really get juiced up a lot of energy and a lot of heart goes into it. I'm like, okay, okay let's go. Let's go. This is my playground. Um, so I don't have the connotation that most might have that they're thinking, oh, this is going to be hard. I'm, I light up with a challenge. Please give me something that people will say is impossible to do. And I'll go, yes. Let's go. Let's make this possible. So that's my mindset. And that has helped me tremendously. Yes, so but I'm not going to let you get away with it. So my I know. Is, I know. <laughs> my I know. Is, what are some of the problems that we're up against with the new normal, really, with all these trying times that we're facing? Yeah. Now, one of the things that I see a lot of people doing is retracting. So they're like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the consequences of the global pandemic are. So I better not. So all of my speaking engagements have been cancelled for this year. All of them. And trying to get one is almost impossible. Um, so that really meant that I had to reposition myself. So what am I going to do? Because I am passionate about supporting the world and creating a positive impact. So I need to rethink, re-strategize about how can I still accomplish that goal but change the way that I do it. Mm -hmm. So instead of speaking, how can I still uh, package that knowledge? So I'm working on online courses. I'm working on online programs. But another thing that I have done, because I'm thinking, okay, what can I do? What are the possibilities and opportunities of this same crisis is have people interview me mm -hmm. because then I can still share my wisdom. I can share my knowledge and I'm still helping people even if it's not on a physical stage. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Now let's switch to life lessons. Like what are some of the biggest takeaways so far in the world you've traveled? Well, one I shared earlier today on our conversation is that uh, beware of the things that you have adopted from childhood. So mine was work hard, uh, and you will achieve the success. And even more so, my father, you've said, you have to work twice as hard because you're a minority in this country. So you have to prove yourself. So there were two things that, that really drove me towards many, many years ago. One was hard work. And two is I need to prove myself. Because mm -hmm. I, I assumed that other people would not believe that I'm good at anything and what, whatever mm -hmm. it was. And those two meant that I was always living, working hard. So I spent a lot of time uh, doing, doing, doing and sacrificing a lot of other things in my life. So hobbies, I didn't have hobbies. <laughs> I didn't. If you'd asked me, what are you doing? I'm working. Whether it was writing an article, preparing a workshop, doing my actual work, I was working 24-7 as it seems. Well, I see a lot of books behind you. Did you read books at least for a hobby or, or did you consider that actually work? We did have an amazing interview. I have to tell you, 
She sent me the questions late last night that she wanted to pursue. I was so impressed. The questions are really great. They were very thoughtful questions. They pointed to someone who is a thinker and someone who is reaching for, you know, the spiritual ground you and I have talked about and worked on. She comes out from that ground, the, the, the ground of self-inquiry. This is the perfect way to start your day, start your business, start your life, change your mentality, understand where your powerfulness comes from. She can help you get there. She gives great advice. She has so much wisdom, so much that you can learn from her. I feel more powerful, in control, and more creative after listening to Sabrina's podcast. I wish I were creating this podcast. Welcome to the Success with Sabrina podcast, sponsored by Time Strategic Consulting Group. Hear from successful businessmen and businesswomen and how they became successful sharing tips and techniques with you to foster change and build success with ease and flow, helping you overcome your toughest trials and biggest challenges to finally go for it and make money and create the epic life that you deserve. To get more information about our consulting, public speaking, and business success membership club, go to www.timestrategic.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Success with Sabrina podcast. I have the delightful Lubna Zaru here today. She is a multi-award winning strategic dynamo who is globally recognized for her extraordinary skill of being able to mentor entrepreneurs to gain clarity, focus, and momentum. Lubna regularly speaks on the importance of strategy, planning, and the science of happiness to increase their impact, influence, and income. Lubna is a genuine superstar in productivity and momentum, and it's an honor to have you here on the show today. Thank you so much, Lubna. Oh, wow. Now that is an introduction. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. I'm so excited to dive into some of the, th the things that we talk about with every guest speaker is, what is your personal definition of success? What does success mean to you? Oh, success to me uh, means feeling fulfilled. So doing what I'm really good at and what I enjoy doing each and every day, because that is what success is for me. Yeah. And how did you come about to define this? How much time did you dedicate to know what success means to you? Well, honestly, it took me many, many, many years uh, because I was raised, uh, like most people, I believe, with the mantra, just work hard and you will achieve the success that you want. So that's exactly what I did for many, many years until uh, I got a glimpse into my future through one of my um, deputy directors of the job that I was at. Uh, because one day the director came in and basically told us that she was not going to come back in uh, many, many months because she was diagnosed with a burnout. Now, and this deputy director looked a lot like me, had the same passion, the same ethic, the same stamina, the same everything. I mean, we, we've worked a couple of nights 
very long days together. And, and that was really when it hit me, I thought, oh my God, if it can happen to her, then I can end up in a burnout because we look, we, we give the same energy to, to work. So I thought, and I don't know, I don't want that to happen to me. I just don't. And that spurred me onto a discovery journey of, I want to find out and discover as many ways as I can to still work smarter and achieve the ambitions and goals and success that I want, but not by working harder, not by going towards a burnout. And that meant first to define what success meant to me. Was it coming up the corporate ladder? No, I couldn't care less. As long as I was doing what I enjoy doing, what I'm really good at, I could care less about the titles. Mm -hmm. um, that's okay. how I started. How is the success looking like for you today? Oh, I get to wake up each and every day and choose what I want to spend my time on, whether it's at work and I enjoy my work really well. So I love, love, love doing it. It doesn't feel like work to me in any way, shape or form, um, but also the freedom. So, for example, when my nieces are here, I can choose to shut down the laptop and spend the day with them. So I can see them grow up and they can let and they can get to know me more. So the freedom to be able to choose, okay, I'm going to drop this now. I'm going to spend time to something else uh, is what I absolutely enjoy doing. Yes, I love that, you know, and part of the people that we love to interview are people like yourself that are breaking the mold, that are doing something different, right? Um, so how do you actually uh, go against the mainstream? I think that what I see a lot of people do is keep trying to fill in the gaps on things that they're not good at or try to live up to expectations set by other people, whether they're friends, colleagues, managers, it doesn't matter. So they're living someone else's life. Yeah. And what I do and is very early on made the decision is I want to have fun while working. I want to enjoy what I do and that, and I want to work, play to my strengths. So not try to learn something that I'm not really good at. For one, it will take me many, many, many hours to get to a certain level, but I will never be great at it. So why even bother? There are a lot of people for whom it is strengths. So play to my strengths. Be very clear that there, that means that there are some things that I enjoy doing and that there are some things I will never do. Yes. Even when it was managers asking you to do something. I mean, I'm known as the person who said no quite a few times and got away with it. Now, Lubna is the queen of productivity. So I want to dive right into that. And I want to ask you, what have you done differently from the mainstream? And what have you done the same when it comes to productivity? Yeah. Well, first of all, productivity, uh, what a lot of people don't know is that you have productivity zones. So certain periods of time during the day when you are most productive and it is finding out when those times are, because if you get to work in those chunks of time, then you get more done and you free up other time. It is when we try to work against ourselves that it takes us about twice or three times as long as when we do. So one, find out what your productivity zone is and when you are. Now, for me, that's not in the morning. Mm -hmm. My most productive, productive time is between after lunch for about two hours and then again between 5 and 7 p.m. 
I do in those blocks of time, I do the same amount of work that takes another person eight hours. That's so crazy to hear that, Luke, because most people are needing extra coffee right after lunch because they're just feeling the afternoon, you know, the it's just like this cloud, dark cloud that comes and you're like, oh gosh, if I can just make it through this day. But for you, it's the opposite. Huh? How did yeah. you come to find that out? You just started observing? Did you take notes? Did someone bring it up to your attention? How did you actually nail it down? Like this is yeah. the most productive time of my day. Yeah. Well, one is I've read a lot about personal development and a lot about performance and productivity. And in one of those books, and I can't remember which one exactly, um, I was introduced to the concept of when are you most productive? And I thought, really? There is a certain time. And one of the advices in that book was um, keep a journal for a couple of days. You only need about three or four days. Keep a journal of time chunks. What do you do in a 30-minute uh, time chunk? And how do you feel about it? And, and what, were you productive? And if you do that for a couple of days, you'll find out when the periods of time when you're working against yourself and when you are working uh, in flow in your productivity zone. So that's one way I discovered. The second concept I just mentioned is the concept of flow. So it's a chunk of time where you do not have any idea about time. You're completely consumed with what you're doing and you're doing a lot of work in the shortest amount of time. So it's tapping into your productivity zone as well as creating flow states, which you can create uh, as much as you can, because then literally you go in, do the work, get out. You switch to another task or you switch to something else that you want to be doing at that day. So I think that that's really important to find out. Yeah, I love what you're saying about the flow because I think that sometimes we don't even recognize that we're in the flow. But then we look back at our day and we're like, wow, time just... So time is a relative concept, right? Like it's not linear like most people think. And so time can be slowed down or... It can be, you know, fastened, right? Depending on what you're doing and how much you're enjoying and really in the flow or not. Yeah. Well, as long as you realize time is a man-made concept. Yeah. We created time. It didn't exist until we created it. And um, it's about what you do in a certain time chunk that's important. It's not about a lot of time because the more time you give it a certain task, you're going to fill up the entire chunk of time. Mm -hmm. So... It is about what do you do in that chunk of time? And are you playing to your strength? Are you in flow? Are you getting to that place where you can do as much as you can in a certain piece? Because then you can move on instead of trying to do something that will take you three times as long. Yeah. Now, you speak a lot about the importance of strategy and planning. And um, how can you plan and be strategic about being more productive? Oh, that's a very, very cool question. Well, one of the things that people say a lot about me is, you're always so busy. I even get people telling me, well, I didn't reach out to you because I thought she, she, might, she must be too busy to have time for me. And whenever something like, whenever someone says that to me, I said, well, I have time. I really still have chunks of time during my day where I have nothing, where I do nothing, potentially. And I still sleep at least eight hours a day. So people are thinking, oh my God, she's got so much to do, I better not, which is the worst place to be as an entrepreneur when potential clients are thinking, oh, she's too busy, I better not, not reach out. And I'm like, no. Uh, so what people see is 
I, when I, I've got a goal, so I'm very strategic. What do I need to do to achieve a certain goal? I'm very specific about that, very clear about that. I, and when I know the goal, I translate that in actions to achieve. And with every action I ask, okay, what's the contribution to my goal? If I can't answer that question, it's not the right action. Yeah. And as soon as I've got that clear, then I can go in, do the work, get out. <laughs> Love that. Now, Lubna, these are challenging times that we're living in. Uh, what are the one of, some of the biggest challenges that you are facing in your business right now? Ooh, well, first of all, I don't see the, I love challenges. <laughs> so it doesn't worry me. I mean, give me a challenge and, and I really get juiced up a lot of energy and a lot of heart goes into it. I'm like, okay, okay let's go. Let's go. This is my playground. Um, so I don't have the connotation that most might have that they're thinking, oh, this is going to be hard. I'm, I light up with a challenge. Please give me something that people will say is impossible to do. And I'll go, yes. Let's go. Let's make this possible. So that's my mindset. And that's helped me tremendously. Yes, so but I'm not going to let you get away with it. So I, know, is, I know. <laughs> I know. Is, what are some of the problems that we're up against with the new normal, really, with all these trying times that we're facing? Yeah. Now, one of the things that I see a lot of people doing is retracting. So they're like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the consequences of the global pandemic are. So I better not. So all of my speaking engagements have been cancelled for this year. All of them. And trying to get one is almost impossible. Um, so that really meant that I had to reposition myself. So what am I going to do? Because I am passionate about supporting the world and creating a positive impact. So I needed to rethink, re-strategize about how can I still accomplish that goal but change the way that I do it. Mm -hmm. So instead of speaking, how can I still uh, package that knowledge? So I'm working on online courses. I'm working on online programs. But another thing that I have done, because I'm thinking, okay, what can I do? What are the possibilities and opportunities of this same crisis is have people interview me. Because then I can still share my wisdom. I can share my knowledge. And I'm still helping people even if it's not on a physical stage. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Now let's switch to life lessons. Like what are some of the biggest takeaways so far in the world you've traveled? Well, one I shared earlier today on our conversation is that uh, beware of the things that you have adopted from childhood. So mine was work hard, uh, and you will achieve the success. And even more so, my father, you've said, you have to work twice as hard because you're a minority in this country. So you have to prove yourself. So there were two things that, that really drove me towards many, many years ago. One was hard work. And two is I need to prove myself. Because mm -hmm. I, I assumed that other people would not believe that I'm good at anything and what, whatever mm -hmm. it was. And those two meant that I was always living, working hard. So I spent a lot of time uh, doing, doing, doing and sacrificing a lot of other things in my life. So hobbies, I didn't have hobbies. <laughs> I didn't. If you'd asked me, what are you doing? I'm working. Whether it was writing an article, preparing a workshop, doing my actual work, I was working 24-7 as it seems. Well, I see a lot of books behind you. Did you read books at least for a hobby or or did you consider that actually work? <laughs> well, <laughs> to be really honest, 
it used to be fun. I mean, I'm a book lover. I was very young and I loved books of four, 500 pages. Charlotte Bronte, Jane Eyre, I've read them all. And I love to grab one of those books and I could literally sit on my bed, spend four, five hours reading it from cover to cover. And my mother would tell you, as soon as I was in that state, you can let a nuclear bomb go off and I wouldn't hear it. Wow. <laughs> Imagine a mother calling for dinner and calling 10 times, not getting any response. I was that girl. So I loved books until I went to school and they forced us. It was an obligation to read books. That really turned my love for reading into hate mm. because it was an obligation. Um, until I had to rediscover. So the story that I shared earlier, I wanted to discover smarter ways of working instead of harder works. So I read everything on personal development that I could get my hands on and that rekindled that I love. So this is one of my bookcases. I've got two of these. Wow. Lots of books for sure. Now, a lot of the work that I do, Lubina, has to do with aligning your voice with your higher calling. Do you feel that you have achieved that, that you have aligned and how are they aligned yeah well um when I started my career and I started as an employee so I was I had a job uh because at that time I thought that's the, that's the way you go when you finish school you go for a job uh, and in that first phase my only goal was I want to grow as a person so I want to learn as much as I can so it was all about me all about me until six years ago. Six years ago, I was looking at or spending 10 years in my second real job. So I've had many jobs, but second real job. I thought, okay, this is a job that I've spent 10 years on. That I still love. I'm still passionate about what I do. But I took that time to really pause and think about, okay, what if I propel myself, I get in a time machine, propel myself 10 years from now, and I look back to 10 years, what do I want to have achieved in the past 10 years? And for me, the only answer that came to that question was, I want to give back. It's my time to give back because there are too many people struggling. I was told so many times oh look now you only do what you enjoy doing and I was like yeah aren't you and people would say no and I'm like why not realizing that was absolutely normal for me but was abnormal for them and I didn't hit me quite too times until I really thought oh my god they're really saying it's not normal for them and I started asking questions well if I can do it so can you and then something really weird happened. They would all say, no, because I'm different. What do you mean you're different? I mean, we're all different. That's not the reason why I'm doing only what I enjoy doing and you're not. And that really stuck. I thought, okay, there are too many people thinking they can't have the life that they enjoy. They can't have the career that they can have. They can't do what they enjoy doing 24-7. My calling is to teach them how to do it, to show them that it is possible to only do what you're good at and what you enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. Now, let's be realistic here. There's got to be some aspects of your business that you actually dislike and, and maybe perhaps you're not even as good at, right? Oh, God, that's one thing, absolutely, that's accounting. I <laughs> hate it. I hate, hate, hate it. So that's what the very first thing that I outsourced. I have an accountant. I don't do it. I don't. <laughs> I literally 
send everything to the to the lady and say, good luck. Just tell me now what I'm either receiving or paying. And I'd like to hear what I'm paying because that means I've had a good month. Yeah. And the reason why I bring that up, you know, is because we're not sitting here and saying that owning your business is, you know, what everyone should be doing because that's the way to go or anything like that. What we're saying is align your life and your business and your career with your higher calling, meaning have purpose in what you do, have passion for it, have fun with it, right? But that doesn't mean that it's just going to be all paradise, right? There are some aspects of everyone's businesses that we have to, like you said, outsource, right? So now I want to get into the nitty and gritty here because part of this podcast is really giving people some deliverables, like things that they can go back right away and applying to their businesses, strategies, tips, techniques, things like that. So what is your best tip to get to know your customer base? My best tip is start with your life vision. So uh, many, many years ago, I was forced to think about what's the ideal that you want to spend your life. Uh, And for me, that was... It took some time to think about it. So if it doesn't come to you, don't worry. That's part of the process. But for me, if I can really choose, I want to travel as much as I can. And I don't want to work 40 hours a day, of a week. Sorry, a day. That was a little little much. Uh, I don't want to work 40 hours. I just don't. I want to work three days a week, uh, three days a week, three weeks a month, and have three months per year off. Nice. That's my ideal vision for work. Um, And for life is I want to spend as much time as I can with family and friends and preferably traveling to where the sun is always shining. (laughs) And I can complain about the heat. (laughs) That's what I love to do. You should come to Miami then. It's it's pretty hot right now. (laughs) Believe me. Oh, I love the sun. And it's in and especially warm countries, it's the environment where I thrive. I get way more done in in that in the in those climates than anywhere else. Uh, so that's my ideal. So that meant that when I translate that in, into okay, what do I need to have as a business to be able to support that lifestyle? Is that meant I have to have an online business? My business has to be online to some extent to be able to do that. Okay, if I have to do it online, how? can I do? What does, what does that look like? Do I want to have a portfolio of courses or do I want to have one or two programs and focus only on that? And those are the type of questions that you want to answer. But start with what is my ideal life instead of only focusing on work? So that's number one. So what's your life vision? What does that mean for your chunk of work? And whether you have a career, your job, or you're an entrepreneur, it really does not matter because that's the form in, in which you're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have two visions, really. And you got to align them, right? You have to have the vision for your life and the vision for your business. And yep. that has to come hand in hand with what yep. you're building, you know. And it's interesting because this dual scenario happens in several instances. You know, yesterday I was talking to a client, Lubina. I'm going to tell you this quick story because it's relevant to what we're talking about. Um, We were talking about creating the defining really and differentiating like, you know, her really areas of expertise, right? Like what, what is different that she does from everybody else in the same industry. Right. And so we had written this description in in word, right. And she was like, 
And then I was asking her to write another one, right? And she's like, oh, we already did that. I was like, no, wait a second. You write one to yourself and then you write one for the world, right? So you always have to have that duality inside of you and you have to know who you're speaking to, right? If you're speaking to yourself, you got to have some type of vocabulary and language, right? And if you're speaking, who are you speaking to? Are you speaking to a prospective client? Well, then you got to have one type of vocabulary, right? Or in my case, you know, as I'm always talking to people and trying to gauge if they would be a good fit for this podcast, then I'm having a different kind of vocabulary. I'm talking peer to peer, right? As we're both business consultants, coaches, right? So then it's a different type of conversation. So we always have to remember who we're talking to and what kind of vocabulary, what kind of mindset you have to have to really have some type of amazing conversations, right? Um, So what is the key component for great customer service in your business? Um, A good question. I guess make a distinction between who you are and what you do. I see a lot of people um, mixing those two. And who you are is your personality. And most of it is just genetics. Basically, we're born with that type of personality. Our personality can change during your lifetime, but not as much as we think it can. It takes a, um, a very hefty life experience for it to change a little bit dramatically. And what you do. Now, what I do can be very flexible. I mean, I could be a coach, a mentor, consultant, a speaker, an author. I can uh, talk. I can um, overact. I mean, that's flexible. But that doesn't change who I am in the core. And I think that that is one of the things that trips up most is that they think that that is the same. And that will leave you not being flexible or too flexible. So you get into the extremes. So for me, who I am doesn't change. How I do it or how my language is or how my attitude is or how my behavior is can vary. I mean, I am, for the people that know me, I'm very direct. I'm very powerful and very dynamic. So a lot of people, when they meet me, they think, whoa, that's too much. (laughs) She is too much for me, which is fine. It's absolutely fine. I know that I can be that person. I can know that that is the impact that I can have on other people. And if you do not like directness, then don't work with me. Please don't, because that's that's what I do. I get it to challenge you, and I love to challenge you. I mean, there's very little you can tell me that's not possible. <laughs> now, what is the most effective way you have found to generate leads in your business? Oh, show up. <laughs> Even if you don't feel like it, show up. I mean, I had to work through... Um, and not liking video. I didn't like doing this, mm-hmm. uh, and especially live. For me, that that was, I mean, I'm talking to a screen, for God's sake. So for me, that was like, no, 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 no. Put me on a stage. Even if there are a thousand people in the room, I will do it. You can wake me up in the middle of the night, and I will not twinge to do that. Put a camera to my face, and I thought, can't do that. And I knew that I had to because it's one of the ways that I can achieve my goal. It can, I can have a positive impact. That I can share my knowledge. So I, I work through that. I work through whatever was holding me back on doing videos. Mm-hmm. Now I don't. I love it as much as I love the stage. 
Yes. Now, what helps you convert these leads into paying clients? Oh, having having conversations, having absolutely conversations where you are honest, where you find out if you're a right fit, because not everyone is going to be a right fit uh, and really coming from an attitude of service. So I'm a helper. If I can help and I hate to see someone else struggling, uh, it activates the helper in me. And I help even before I realize what I'm doing. And I think that that is the most important thing. One of the things that really I hate is the people that reach out to me from a sales attitude. Oh, I want to sell you something and I want to push something down your throat, even if you don't need it. Don't. Please don't. If someone is not ready or not fit, say no. It, it, it's so interesting to hear that, you know, and I want to dive a little bit deeper on that because at the same time that obviously a, a, a sales conversation is just a conversation, right? Yep. You also want to drive sales. So you want to be a little pushy, right? Because it's never going to be the right time for people, especially for the things that you're asking them to do, like to change their routines, to be more productive, right? These aren't easy changes, you know, and there's never going to be a best time to do that. So how do you accomplish not being salesy and pushy but at the same time, driving change. I think that the most important thing is to raise awareness that to change nine out of 10 times means changing your habits. Now, you can do that alone. You can, but it will take you longer. And uh, if you make someone aware that the fastest way, the most effective way to do that is to have someone guide you and support you on that journey. And if you come at a sales conversation from that place, from that attitude, as in I'm here to be that guide for you because I know that that's the way that I can be able to support you each and every week. So one of my clients at this moment is someone who, that only needs needed accountability around strategy, taking action, goal setting. And every week she we hop on a 15-minute call. That's it, 15 minutes. And she reports back to me. Now, my only job is to listen. Mm-hmm. and ask questions but that helps each and every week to create the feeling of achievement in her brain and in her heart that she's thinking okay I might not have accomplished everything that I set out seven days ago but I've at least got something and now I have to because I report back to Lupna every week I have to be able to tell her something and I know that Lupna will not take any excuse <laughs> she won't buy your stories guys I won't <laughs> buy your stories Here's the thing, it, you know, how do you use social media to grow your business? Because we were recently talking about your strategy that you're going to do a challenge and it's going to be on Instagram. How are you going to go about it? Like, are you going to drive people? Are you going to have a link there? Like, what exactly is the strategy to basically increase your mailing list? Ooh, um... Well, I haven't up to this point um, started building an email list because all of my clients before coronavirus came through word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I get referrals and I had enough to keep going. So I didn't need to do anything extra. But since coronavirus, that's one of the things that I had to re-strategize about. So I've done research on my target audience, my ideal clients, and what would help them the most and the biggest challenge that they were having, and what is the type of lead magnet that they need and would be supportive. Because you can create an ebook 
which is what most people have done for many years. And they still work. They really still work for some audiences. They won't work for the audience that I'm helping because most entrepreneurs that come to me come because, look, I help, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to start or what I'm supposed to do. Now, I could give them an ebook. The only thing that they will recognize is, I'm already overwhelmed. What do you want me to do with 20 pages? I don't have time to read 20 pages. I need to get rid of my overwhelm right now. So in my case, helping them through a quiz or a worksheet that could help them reduce their overwhelm. And I know that that is the way that it can be reduced because I've done those calls with entrepreneurs and that's exactly how I helped them. They brain dumped everything and we ordered it. We gave it. And as soon as it was on paper, the overwhelm was reduced. So it's, it's research, getting in the minds of your ideal clients and really thinking about what do, what's the biggest problem that they come with me right now, right now in their journey, and what lead magnet will be in alignment with solving that problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, very key. Now, what is the single best strategy for business that have worked for you? The single best, I would say, find out discover your strengths because you have them. And what you will find out is that some of the strengths you're already playing at and some are hidden. You've never cultivated them, so they're hidden. Um, Work, play to those strengths and make your task in alignment with those strengths. Because right now you might be thinking, oh, but I can't do that task or I can't do that action. And when you think about your strengths, you discover you'll find alignment and you'll go really fast. Yeah, yeah. Lubina, it's been a delight to talk to you today about all of this that we've covered. Productivity, we've covered social media, we've covered what does success means to you, Lubina, and how can we relate to that in the pursuit of defining what success means to us, right? So thank you so much for being here today with me. Um, guys, if you like what you heard, please share this podcast link with others. Uh, help other entrepreneurs to learn how they can grow their businesses how they can be more productive, how can they be more at peace with where they're at, how they can be more happy, more alive and aligned, right? So thank you so much and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yes, Ria, thank you for having me and have fun, people, have fun. Thanks for joining us today. To join our free Facebook group and access the links and resources mentioned in the shows, and much more, go to www.sabrina-gagnon.com. That is G-A-G-N-O-N. You will become a member of a private Facebook group dedicated to providing the best practices, skills, and strategies to grow your business. And remember, we all have natural advantages that comes from our instinctive power. You are perfectly created to accomplish so much. Let's challenge the status quo and create a business and life you love. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.